0: It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda, and I'm a franchise advisor and coach, and I match people with franchises based on skills, personality, goals sort of like the eharmony of business is what I like to call it. Today I have probably the best food franchise uh, that I know of in franchising on the podcast. And if you know me or if you've listened to my podcasts or read any of my books, you know that food franchises I've owned and operated too, they're not my favorite thing to recommend. But if I was going to recommend a food franchise, clean eats, is i think the best franchise out there in food hands down there's a few others that i that i do like a lot but i want to tell you about why i like clean Eats so much but i'm going to do that along with the co-founder don verity so don and his wife yvonne launched clean eats in 2011 they are bodybuilders and personal trainers they know nutrition so live So Clean Eats is all about nutritional eating and clean eating clean food. Uh, They have grown this franchise exponentially over the past few years and are just on a a, (laughs) a bull in a china shop. They are making waves in franchising. I want to invite Don right here onto the Franchise Academy. Don, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to have you. So you're you're based in Wilmington, but you have franchises um, dining across the map right now across the country.
0: Uh, how many units do you guys have now? Um, open and operating, I think we're at eighty nine. How many? Uh, we have another seventy four in development. Whoa! That is
1: huge. That is huge, and for, for the amount of time you've been uh, franchising. You know, like the the hundred units is sort of the tipping point. Um, Most people don't know that there's 4,000 franchise concepts available in America. 81% of them never make it past five franchise units, 81%. So to get to where you're at, which is pushing 170, 180 units, God bless. That's awesome.
0: It's, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride, let's just say that. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, so it's it's you and your wife, Yvonne, you started this thing, um, man, all going on almost 15 years ago, I guess. Is that right?
0: So we got into the concept that we have now back in 2010, moved to North Carolina and rebranded the entire concept into Clean Eats. Um, In 2012 and opened the first one here then. And then we franchised it in August of 15, I think. Okay. Awesome. So pushing eight years in franchising. So, how
1: did you guys even come up with this concept?
0: Oh, man. Um, it just so happened to be when I met my wife in 2009 that we were kind of ironically doing the same thing for personal training clients before we met them i mean back in 2009 it sounds like it was ages ago but it really wasn't that long ago you know social media wasn't really a thing then it was kind of like MySpace, and i think facebook was brand new then but um uh we were doing like i was doing more of the um like meal plans you know writing writing out diets and things like that for clients and at the time I was bodybuilding and I was meal prepping for myself basically doing what we do now for customers for myself whereas my wife was kind of doing what we do now for her clients she wasn't necessarily writing out the diets people would bring her what their meal plan was she would cook it and container it in the you know the old you know foggy tupperware containers and and uh, sell them to the girls at her gym. And then that grew to where she was like, you know, I can't really do this out of my kitchen anymore. And um, she had opened a little cafe. She had a small cancer scare uh, the year prior um, before I met her. And um, she wound up leaving her career as an x-ray tech of 18 years and um, opened up a little cafe, you know, in a small little town that we lived in. And um, I wound up meeting her, literally, I think it was, about, we always go back and forth on this, whether it was four days or or seven days, but, you know, she opened up this little health food cafe and and back in the Midwest, man, where we came from, that was taboo. Nobody, I mean, it's meat and taters back there, you know, so <laughs> she uh, opened this thing and it became really popular really fast. And then um, we we started dating and maybe less than six months later i knew my career was in jeopardy because i was a union carpenter at the time and back in back then that was when the housing market kind of crashed construction was very slow it was very hard to find work and so our families thought we were absolutely crazy but we spent a lot of late nights up talking and you know like i said we were less than six months into our relationship and we decided to become business partners so I told her the only way that I could do that, you know, with a clear conscience and and not kind of ride coattails or jump on something that she had already put together was I needed a fresh start. And so I had, you know, at the time I was making decent money. So I had a new truck, I had a new house, you know, I was 30, 30 years old, but I was making really good money. And, um, but that, that small cafe of hers obviously couldn't pay all those bills. So I literally gave them all up and filed a bankruptcy. I gave my truck, yeah, I gave my truck up. Let the bank have it. I let the the lender foreclose on my house and I I gave every penny that I had in my name to her for you know, for growth of this little cafe that she started and man, it just took off. I mean, we were we were a force, man. When we when we started doing this together, I went one way and I took over all of the admin, business side, the uh, the books, and the the operational end of it. And she still and we still do this today. We still operate this way. She has been nothing but food, menu development, um, the whole nine yards. So that's it's kind of the yin and yang of how we've operated since day one, and here we are. We <laughs> say that yin and yang uh, partners, meaning,
1: you know, husband, wife teams make such a good team because uh, you balance each other out and you don't have one person running a <laughs> Well, if you, if you had like one piece of advice to give to a husband and wife team, uh, can you think of anything that you would say, like, "Hey, you're going into business together," or, or you're buying a clean eats husband and wife," you're quitting your job, you don't like. What's one piece of advice you could give so they don't kill each other? <laughs>
0: um, I mean, when we have our discovery days, um, I'm not sure what other brands call them. That's just what we call them. Um, when we invite people in once a month to to show them the franchise and the model, that gets brought up a lot. It, <laughs> it comes up a lot, and you know, I say it's it's it takes a very special kind of person to be able to do what we do her and I make it look very easy it's definitely not I mean we have our ups and downs just like everybody else does but I would say my biggest thing would be find out what each one of them are good at because that's the way we did it and that's how the way that's kind of how we keep it working I don't meddle in the food side she takes care of all our our food vendors you know our um our MDA with our food vendor U.S. Foods and menu development and coming out with new menus and our weekly meal plans. I don't have anything to do with that. I stay far away from it. It's her lane, it's her baby. And then on the, you know, the the, um, financial end of it and legal and operations, that's kind of in my wheelhouse and she doesn't get in my way. And we just kind of, you know, we have a weekly meeting between ourselves at home over coffee you know, hey, what's going on in your world? What's going on over here? And then, you know, we help each other solve problems on both ends, but. That is great.
1: And and I think that's a great piece of advice is to make sure everybody stays in their own lane. My my advice is to even do sort of uh, an organizational chart and and say, look, here's your responsibilities and here's my responsibilities. Um, And that's the way to kind of keep it together. Sure. Uh, and we could, talk, we could probably do a whole program just on that, but, um, but that's really great. Tell us what the concept is though, for clean eats. What, you know, people listening, we haven't even really talked about it. It's a food franchise, but in my opinion, it's not really so much, it's so much better than a typical food franchise. Give us the synopsis. What
0: is, what is a clean eats? So the, the franchise side of the business, um, uh, well, really quick, Clean Eats as a brand is actually two companies. So we have CleanEats franchising on this side, and then we have CleanEats Kitchen on another side, which is a, di- a direct-to-consumer model, um, but it services our military contracts, a lot of wholesale. Um, but on the franchise side, the franchise model is a brick-and-mortar cafe um, that's, that has six revenue streams. The biggest one that we specialize in is prepackaged meals. So we have a rotating menu of, of meals that customers can order online. And we try to tell our franchisees, if you have a full dining room every day in your restaurant, you're not doing your job. So what we try to promote is get people in the door, let them taste the food, get to know the customer. That's a really big one for us It's getting to know them and what they need and, and what their goals and, and what they're trying to accomplish are. And then try to get them signed up on our weekly meal plan because there's so many options for them. And then at that point, they're eating your food multiple times every day. So that's really the concept. And then we have, you know, the other revenue streams obviously are are the same as a lot of others. You know, we have catering, um, third-party delivery. Another um, niche one though that we have is we we call them grab and goes, which is kind of helps the franchisees and their food costs. That was, my wife's kind of brainchild years ago before we even moved here, we, we kind of was doing this and the other concept that we had and we were poor <laughs> and, and we couldn't afford to, to keep racking up food bills at this cafe that we were doing when we started doing these meal plans. So we're like, okay, well, how can we take this half a case of chicken and half a case of zucchini and this half a pot of rice? We don't want to throw it away. How can we utilize it? So we started making up what we call grab and go meals. And we would put stickers on them and macro them all out and figure all the nutritionals out. And we put them in a cooler out in the dining room. So it was almost like a grocery store. And mm-hmm. those were always, those were always on hand and they always changed based off of kind of whatever we had left, you know? And now that's that's turned into a whole nother monster. I mean, that's turned into a very large revenue stream for, for the franchise system. I totally can imagine that makes a lot of sense with time, you know, people don't have
1: time, you know, whatever, just run in and, you know, order it ahead of time, right? You could, I could call, I could look at the menu, order, come and pick it up, bring it home, put a bunch of things in the fridge or the freezer. And then these things are packaged where I could like take it to work or if I work from home because of COVID or whatever, pull it out, throw it in whatever microwave and that's it, right?
0: Yep. Yep. And the, the, the grab and go revenue stream for our franchisees is also a very good marketing tool. It's how they get a lot of customers signed up on the fresh meal plans. The weekly meal plans that they come in and pick up, that's fresh food. It's not frozen. It's not, it, it's literally prepared the day before. So, you know, they'll, they'll use those grab and goes as like a, almost like a taste test. Right. Customers come in, they're curious about it. They'll literally just give them one. Say, here, take this home and try it. Wow, that's fantastic. Great idea too.
1: I think um so what I like about the concept is what you just explained. A big problem with having a restaurant is food waste. So, you know, you have a, a slow week and now you got a bunch of onions that are going bad in the refrigerator and you know, a bunch of chicken and whatever. So with you guys, you you'll just make them up, package them up, and put them in the grab and go refrigerator or freezer. Uh, so there's virtually no food waste. Is, is that an
0: accurate statement? Yep, it's getting really close to that. Um, oh, that's we, we keep developing that system year over year. We've got it. We've got it pretty dialed in now. I mean, if a if, if franchisee is throwing a lot of food away, they're doing it wrong. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. How about um, hours of operation? I mean, that, that's another headache for the food business. Do you guys have... Um, what kind of hours are these
0: units open the hours are very attractive so the hours during the week's usually 11 to 7 and then it's um 11 to 3 on saturdays and sundays so you're not i mean our our owners and their staff are usually out of the restaurants by eight o'clock
1: right and so you it's not like you're there till 11 or 12 you know keep cleaning the kitchen and mopping the floors like in a regular yeah, restaurant and, and no booze so you don't have to worry about a bar and, and
0: all of that stuff either. yeah
1: are the meals um you, you were talk about macro ingredients and stuff like that are, are they um like certain calories like uh, this is under 400 calories or do you do it like that too
0: we try to keep our baseline around 500 calories and 10 to 12 grams of fat that's kind of like a baseline we have meals that sometimes go over that, but they're they usually stay really really close to that um but that's my wife has a kind of a right hand guy that kind of takes care of all of that who you know uses um technology from our food vendor and our, our you know our database you know we've got almost ten years of of uh data to go back on that has nutritional information on it so I mean coming up with the macros that we do meals with now is getting a lot easier. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's
0: fantastic.
1: I love that. Um, So you hear a lot about,
0: you know, clean eating. What is clean eating? Like, what what does that even mean? So to us at, at Clean Eats and what we always preach is it's about portion control. You know, from day one, my wife and I have always believed in staying. What I've always kind of explained is right down the middle of the food spectrum we have something available for every kind of diet trend and lifestyle that you can think of. You know, if, if somebody comes in and they're vegetarian, we have an option for them. If they're eating keto or, you know, just low carb, or they want um, say they want meals with extra meat in it, you know, they're trying to put on weight or put on muscle or something like that. We literally have an option for just about everybody.
1: So you guys, you guys have a background in nutrition through being uh professional weight trainers right
0: yeah i mean i, I say we have a phd in pro science but um you know we at one point her and i were both served cert- we were certified um uh, what's that thing called it's it's not dietitian i don't want to say that it's like a nutritional an holistic. online nutritional certification that we use with our personal training um just holistic. a no it's holistic nutrition counselor maybe Something similar. Yeah. It was um it, it was honestly education for her and I that went along with the personal training certifications that we had, but we learned a lot through that. Um obviously we don't we don't keep those certs up anymore just because of how busy we are, but you know, we've we've learned a ton and we we always stay on top of it. We're always learning. Um uh, we try to always stay on top of what what is new, what's upcoming, what's gonna hit the market. You know, we've done a lot of research on keto and and things like that, just so we're up to speed on it, you know, so we're not putting out bad information. So, if you could
1: sum up Clean Eats' um, mission, but what is your mission
0: as a company? Um, and it's to provide customers a good value proposition. You know, it's, it's it, we want to provide a service that lets them live a healthy lifestyle, but affordable. <laughs> So, and that's just fantastic. Is is it a diet plan? We try to say it's not a diet; it's a lifestyle. That's it's kind of lifestyle. our slogan. Yeah. So,
1: in regard to so, I'm say I'm out there. I'm listening to this franchise. Uh, you know, this franchise program. I'm thinking about buying a franchise, but I really don't know squat about nutrition or anything.
0: Um, would I be a fit for Clean Eats? absolutely you're the perfect fit and we always we 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 kind of preach that in our discovery days and and we get people who are reluctant and they they ask those questions at our discovery day when they come in they're like you know i don't have any background in restaurant i don't know the first thing about running a restaurant but those are honestly the best ones for us because we can teach them our way you know we've had um i don't want to say bad experiences but it's always a little harder to get somebody who has 20, 30 years of restaurant experience, you know, maybe it may have a, you know, a corporate chef background or something like that, who they, they kind of have a tendency to want to change your model. They come in and they have all this experience and it's um, I always say, it's one of those, have you ever thought about doing it this way? Kind of kind of people. Um, but the ones with zero experience, of the time are our best operators. I mean, our top five operators, I can tell you right now, one was a hairdresser. One was a cable guy. The other one sold insurance. I don't think any of them had had food backgrounds. None. That is great. And thank you for sharing that because that's what I preach to people all the
1: time. You don't like if if you're an accountant, the last thing you should do is buy an H&R block franchise. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's the same thing with with your concept. I think that's fantastic. What do you think the characteristic is, though, among those people you just mentioned? What is the
0: characteristic that makes them so successful to be top of your program? I think we had a little bit of a glitch. Can we keep going? they they have to make it work okay, yeah, we
1: just froze up a little bit there. um we'll be able to edit that out, but um, can you tell me again what what's the top the characteristics of your those top performers you just mentioned?
0: Yeah, so I was saying that, you know, some of our best operators, like I was saying that one, they don't have any restaurant experience. So they're eat, they're very coachable. Um, and then they they always have their finger on the pulse, whether, you know, it, some of them now have multi-units. They've gone back in and reinvested and bought more units and they've learned how to build people. They've learned how to invest in their people and grow a really good support team. Um, but another good attribute that I was explaining before we kind of froze up there was you know, some, some of our best operators are people that barely qualify from a financial standpoint. You know, they come in and they, they invested their entire life into this thing. They, they put their house on the line. They put everything on the line. So they had to make it work. Yeah, and those, man. those guys, man, I like to joke around and say they're killers. Yeah. They're hungry. They will. They will make it work because they have no other choice.
1: That's um, man. There not a better statement has been said on this podcast. I totally agree with that. When I get people that come to me and they have a four million dollar net worth and they're looking at buying a franchise, I'm like, I can help you, but <laughs> you don't yeah. really need to do this. Um, and and well, I was it, in that same boat, right? When I bought my first franchise, I didn't have the money. I took a home equity loan. And I worked my butt off to make it successful and and became the number one operator in my system among 200 franchise owners because I had to make it work.
0: <laughs> I, can, I can tell you a really quick, funny story. Um, one of the ladies who is in our top five, she's one of our top five operators. She's out of um, Augusta, Georgia. She was, I think she was a hairdresser before this. And we almost did not approve her for two reasons. One, when she came to Discovery Day, she was very timid, very shy. And we were like, man, I don't know if she's going to be able to, you know, have those conversations with customers the way that she's going to need to, to be successful. And then the other reason was she was very short on, on cash. You know, her financials weren't very strong, but my wife and I loved her and she wound up making it work. And now she is, she's just crushing it. We We call her a silent ninja she's not very loud and boisterous but man could she operate this model and then we just had a discovery day um not the last one but the one before we had a very young couple come in from from the atlanta area and it was it's the same thing they they barely barely squeaked through our financial process and i called them and i said listen i I love you guys you guys are going to be what we call like the picture perfect franchisees, you're young, you know how to market, you're hungry, but not only that, you're going to have to make this work. You're not going to have any other choice. And so I had to go to our real estate guys and say, listen, we need to kind of pat these guys on the back and hold their hand a little bit through site selection and and be very careful what we put them in so that we don't set them up for failure out of the gate. But those types of, of younger people that barely, barely get through are going to be some of our best. That is so great.
1: Um, man, we could do a whole show just on that aspect too. It's just, you know, you you have to make it work. You know, it's it's that whole thing. Like when somebody gives you something for free, you don't take care of it. Right. But if you have to pay something, you know, I mean, a lot of times like my wife will sell something on Craigslist and she'll, you know, put it up for free. And somebody's like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be by Saturday to pick it up. They never come by. Yeah. But if you tell, you know, just say, hey, it's ten dollars. When I get here, you can give them the ten dollars back. They show up. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest thing, but you're so right about that. Really, really great. So that that's that's so we talked about um the employees um well, no, we didn't talk about employees. We talked about franchise owners. So, staffing—how many staff do you need? Is it the kind of restaurant where you need,
0: you know, fifty people working? No, 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 no. So that—that's one thing that I—I kind of brag on is our our model has one of the lowest labor models in like a fast casual concept that I've ever seen. I mean, you can run one of these things. Right now, I think our average is fifteen to sixteen percent. So, I mean, you can run it—you can run it pretty lean. It doesn't yeah. take a lot of staff to run one of these. That's amazing. That's, that varies per market, you know. When we get a store in one of the one of the bigger markets, obviously they're going to have to they're going to have to staff up a little bit more than a smaller market, but yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Um, and and how how big is a
1: Clean Eats location square foot wise? Um, anywhere from two thousand to three thousand square feet. So, just in, in a regular strip mall or. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. Um, if you had advice to give a, f- a franchise, somebody, a prospective franchise owner, somebody's out there listening and thinking about buying a franchise, they're kind of like on the fence. What kind of advice would you give to somebody
0: like that? I'm actually going to quote a mutual friend of ours, Jason Barclay. <laughs> and he says it, he says it perfectly every time we end one of our discovery days that, if your head and your heart don't align, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's awesome. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at something and you're not sure, you know, if, you, if if it doesn't make sense in your heart and your head, don't do it.
1: Love that. Yeah. Jason is a rock star and a luminary in franchising really good advice. Um, what's one myth that that you could break about franchising or about um, your industry
0: specifically. Oh man, um, I think um, I think a lot of younger people that get into it, they're always hesitant to trust their gut. You know, I think they're always second guessing themselves on whether or not they have what it takes to do it. Um, but but like I was saying earlier, you know, some of our some of our best operators. As long as they follow our model and they don't try to you know go outside of those lines too much and they just trust their gut and and roll with it, they're gonna be successful. I mean, that's kind of why you why you buy a franchise is is to have those systems and procedures there put in place because somebody's already figured it out. Right. so sort to of speak. So I mean as long as you as long as you don't you know start second guessing yourself every time you turn around and just trust your gut and run the model that you paid money for. You're, you're going to be successful.
1: Yeah. I think people are surprised about how many people buy a franchise and then don't follow the franchise system and don't, you know, do the daily minimum behaviors that need to happen in regard to marketing and getting people in the door. It's
0: amazing. I think that's a franchise norm, ain't it? <laughs>
1: it's crazy. But, yeah. but I think, you know, what I like, I just want to expound a little bit on what you just said with, um you know, the gut reaction. I feel that people have, Two brains, and and I think you'll appreciate this. People have a brain in their head and a brain in their gut. The brain in their head is as old as man on earth, which is like four and a half million years old. The brain in your gut, that's as old as God. That's why people say, listen to your gut. It's because it's God talking to you. So what happens when they show up at a discovery day, meet the team day, confirmation day, whatever the company is going to call it, you know, your gut is probably feeling good. That's why you're there. You wouldn't have gotten this far if you weren't feeling good about the concept. But now your head starts telling you, this is crazy. This is crazy. What if this? What if that? And everything gets magnified. So the key is to separate the brain in your head from the brain in your gut or get them aligned. And that's how you can make an educated decision about any franchise you're looking at. Yep, absolutely so i uh i appreciate that Uh, um this is so great
0: um so clean eats is uh the website is uh it's cleaneats.com um e-a-t-z.com Eats with a z right if
1: you're just listening to this is e-a-t-z as in zebra so clean eats Dot com. All the information will be on franchiseacademy.com You can check it out there. If you want to learn more about Clean Eats, reach out to me. I have a great relationship with uh, the whole company, and we could get you lined up and learning about Clean Eats as early as you make the email to me. So send it over, and it's Tom at TheFranchiseAcademy.com. Don, thank you for your time. This has been great. So much good information. And, and we'll do more, you know, blessings to you and and your wife. And uh, and God bless good eat, uh, clean eats, and God bless America. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.